Welcome to SaltCast. Uh, my name is Bob Turner and I serve as the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training and better known as SALT. And our purpose is to try to provide a resource to help current leaders strengthen them in their leadership and as well to provide guidance for uh, directing the preparation of a next generation to lead. And we have with us today again, David Henniger, welcome. Uh, appreciate you taking time to be with us. And we have explored a number of areas already in, in relationship to the idea of counseling and leadership. Mm -hmm. And in our last session, we were talking about, kind of closed that session out and talking about the ethical practices sure. of uh, leaders, or certainly in a counseling position, some ideas that you shared were very helpful in regards to approaching that. And there is a specific area that I want us to focus in on that I think has a very broad application to those who are involved in leadership, whether it's in a, a ministerial role or if it's in a, a pastoral role as a as shepherd. But certainly we're aware that in our culture, and especially over the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, maybe longer, yeah. we've seen so many lives destroyed by men who got into counseling situations, especially with the opposite sex. Yeah. And as a result, got in compromising situations, yes. destroyed their marriages, destroyed their lives, and certainly has given a bad reputation to the whole counseling aspect yeah. that's needed. And so I, if you don't mind, I'd like for you to share some of your thoughts in regards to not only that situation that exists, but maybe also providing some practical guidelines that men can take with them as they think about the idea of being in those positions and what they might do to protect themselves and the other individual. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's one thing that I've taken uh, with me uh, and have taught probably in every single class that I teach. Uh, and it's the idea that you, you can't take somebody further than you've gone yourself. Mm -hmm. So this idea, if, if I'm struggling uh, in my own personal walk, uh, you know, if I'm struggling in my marriage right now, I'm going to have a problem helping somebody get deeper into their, into their relationship than I've gone sure. already myself. And also to recognize that that might have created, uh, if I have a struggle in my marriage, that might have created uh, something inside of me that uh, opens me up. Uh, to uh, to thinking about women in a different way, uh, to to have uh, this I, I don't know to, to letting letting my own personal libido get a hold of me sure. uh, in ways that it wouldn't have if my marriage was strong already. Um, so one of the one of the challenges I think that that we all need to address inside of ourselves if we're going to engage in in any sort of counseling situation is to, to put myself in check. Uh, and if I've, if I've got a struggle inside of me that, is, uh, that, that I find an attraction to a woman, I need to be very, very cautious. I need to be very careful. I need to be very proactive in how I deal with that individual. Right. Um, so one of the things uh, that uh, if, if I'm in a leadership position and I'm a married uh, man, um, then, you know, uh, just a, a simple boundary that I might make if I recognize that is that, you know, have I considered doing counseling with my spouse, with my spouse in the room? Uh, 
Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of times where you can do marital counseling, and that's very, very appropriate. Um, and there's there's an interesting dynamic that happens when you bring in your counterpart with you because they have different insights and uh, different ways of thinking of things than than you do. Um, again, and this this might be, and I might recognize even as a married man, if my relationship is strong with my wife. Uh, that I have a young woman or a woman that I'm attracted to come into my counseling room and during our, our initial session together, I might recognize that. And it might be that I might not be the best counselor for her. Right. Uh, and so recognizing that and recognizing that I have an attraction to her and that I might develop feelings or whatever the case, whenever that is, uh, that might be a time that I need to refer her to somebody else. Uh, another thing, uh, and this is just a, a boundary thing that our that my wife and I have set up uh, with with each other. Um, we don't uh, ever go into a house uh, with uh, with an individual when they're uh, if if they're alone and I'm not with uh, my wife or their uh, spouse isn't there or whatever the sits. So, uh, just for example, I don't want to walk into uh, any house by myself uh, where it is just me and that woman. Uh, we've made that uh, rule as far as just riding in the car with people as well. Right. Uh, and that's a personal rule, and I, I understand that. It's not a sinful, not sinful thing to do that. And But but setting up those boundaries, I think, is, is a very important thing. So uh, if I'm counseling with this person, maybe it is just in this time. I'm not going and spending time with them outside of that sure. counseling room. And we've already uh, established uh, what that might look like. Um Again, uh, uh, making sure that you're in a public location. You can have a closed door and an open window uh, that allows people to see that, that nothing is happening in there. It doesn't protect you from feelings necessarily uh, right. uh, being developed, but it does protect you and them uh, from, from making sure that nothing is happening in that room uh, mm -hmm. that shouldn't be happening. Uh, and I think part of... Part of this is just having others be aware uh, of things. You can have confidentiality with a person uh, and uh, have uh, the secretary or have uh, other ministers understand that you are setting this side of time uh, to be, that setting this side, um, uh, a time, <laughs> setting aside this time, there we go. There you go. Uh, to, to be with this person just for this specific uh, uh, reason. They don't have to know the reason necessarily. Uh, but I think just making sure that you have boundaries that you're setting up mm -hmm. and making sure that those are clear. Uh, and then then putting yourself in check, I think, is, is, is a big part of that. If I wanted to, right, I could, I could uh, uh, subvert all of those things. Uh, and and find ways to to do things that that are not appropriate. But I want to I want to be a man of integrity and and try to do everything that I can so that I don't ever put myself in a situation. Yes, and I know here at the Bible Institute at Sunset that you talk to a lot of the men coming through the program, mm -hmm. and I know that several of them are single. Yeah, and so a lot of what you've been talking about are certainly wise and practical. Uh, areas that need to be addressed for married men. Do you have other areas that you share with and, and helping men who are single going into ministry and in situations that they might face? Yeah, I, th I think you just need to be, be more stringent 
okay <laughs> than, than, than I've even uh, than I've even uh, uh, said here already is that you uh, for for our single men that are in ministry uh, you just need to be very careful especially uh, especially with uh, with married women that are uh, in a bad relationship situation mm, yeah um, this this may not be the place for you to be doing counseling with them. I have heard of uh, many circumstances where uh, a single uh, a single man that is in ministry has ended up having an affair with uh, with another woman because he thought that it was appropriate that they would go and mm. have a Bible study together and do these things. And all of a sudden, these feelings are developing. Right. Uh, and if I don't have a strong relationship that I can continue to to have. Um, especially those sexual needs fulfilled in 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 me, then I'm a whole lot more uh, a whole lot more open uh, to the to the possibility that that something is going to develop and then eventually happen. Uh, so, man, you got to make those boundaries stronger. Uh, people have got to know where you are and what you're doing and and how you're doing it, and to examine yourself very very clearly. And I think it's important to say, you know what, I may not be the best person. To counsel this this mm, individual yes. because of those things, there's no shame in that. That's right. I mean, that's that's just that's wisdom. <laughs> that's godly wisdom speaking into your heart and saying, yeah. "I want you to go for your benefit and for mine to somebody else." And they don't have to know. They don't have to know that this is the reason that you're doing that. But it's just a recognition inside sure. of yourself. Well, and I, I can't help but think that a lot of these young men, both single and married, end up working in congregations where. They don't have a secretary, and mm -hmm. so there's not really a way to have an open-door policy or right. somebody there to kind of gauge that keeping them in check. And uh, I remember advice that was given to me was become acquainted with some of the women. You'd made reference to some of the ladies here at uh, Sunset that also have such a great ability to yeah. provide some counseling and to know when those ladies come into your office and they're seeking counseling to be able to say, look, I, I need to put you in touch with somebody that yeah. will be able to guide you and help you in that setting. That's right. There's been a number of times that, that we've done that even in our short tenure here, too, as well. Sure. Yeah, it, it just provides such a great benefit uh, in that regards. Uh, as we kind of move towards the end of our session, I'd like you to talk a little bit about um, how your background in counseling has really helped you as a leader, because I know that would be beneficial, especially to both married and single men who are going into ministry and being in a leadership position. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the greatest ministries that I've ever been involved in is a counseling ministry, and I'll tell you why. Because it uh, it has the potential to turn evangelistic. Mm. Uh, just to think through this, uh, somebody walks into your door uh, and uh, has has a hurt, has a hang up, has a, a, a difficulty in a relationship. What do I do in that situation? But to begin to help them to think about things differently and then point them to a body of believers that wants to surround them with love. Mm. And then to introduce this idea of, you know what, sometimes uh, those hurts and hangups are, are very, very clearly addressed by, by you submitting your life to, to, to Christ mm -hmm. and to making sure that, that He's coming in and the Spirit is changing you. Uh, and We've had, uh, I remember in just a couple of years time, we had uh, 15 or 16 people 
that had just walked in off of the street that understood that this was a pastoral counseling, Christian counseling, biblical counseling type setting. It wasn't going to address a bunch of um, psychotherapy needs. Uh, and they found a, a body of believers that loved and cared and surrounded them. And we could introduce biblical concepts and then lead them to a place where they recognized that they needed Jesus to be their Lord. Sure. Uh, and so I think that just taking that from uh, uh, from that leadership standpoint, uh, where, where we were in that congregation, that that was uh, something that really helped just evangelistically speaking. Uh, and also, you know, when when you move uh, individuals and families into into healthier ways of doing things, well, that's going to have a, an impact on your congregation and the society as a whole. And so I think engaging in in that in in the right ways uh, has has great potential for the family of God and ultimately the kingdom of God. Yeah. Wow. That's rich and exciting. Yeah. I mean, definitely. it's exciting to see the the benefits that can come from that and certainly encouraging young men if they can develop some areas in counseling that would help them to provide another way of outreach for the community. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, appreciate it. I, I'm getting more excited as we go along in all of these and areas that we'll be discussing. But I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today and listening to uh, David share more information about areas of counseling and how that impacts uh, our role as leaders. And uh, appreciate that. And uh, certainly look forward to talking more. So join us next week as we'll be talking more about this idea of biblical counseling and, and how that affects us as leaders in our relationship to uh, not only our congregations, but as well the world around us. Thanks again, David. Thank you.